ever wonder about the impact you have on others or the impact that they have on you? The ripple effect on Thrive Life TV explores just that. You'll understand how one person, one moment can transform your entire life. Discover stories of profound influence, mentorship, and life-altering connections. Join us to uncover the power of human interactions in shaping careers, relationships, and personal growth. Subscribe to Thrive Life TV today with a seven-day, no-risk, free trial and start understanding the ripples you create and receive in the journey of life. Your story of impact is just one click away. Go to thrivelifetv.com or search for us in the Google and Apple Play stores. We'll see you inside. Hey there, I'm Amy Wine. And I'm John Wine. Like the drink. I married a great name and man. We've been married for 21 years. But we've been together for 29 years. We have three children, two girls and a boy. John is a petroleum engineer. And Amy is a marriage therapist. We have decided to try and work together, bringing you this podcast. We know from experience that relationships aren't perfect, far from it. And Amy has worked with hundreds of couples in a large private practice in Texas. You can get those sparks of flying with some tips and tricks we've learned by making a lot of marriage mistakes. And from all of Amy's professional work with couples, hey, you should be married to a marriage therapist. So if you want to have a marriage on fire, here we go. Hey there, welcome to yet another episode of Marriage on Fire with your host, Amy. Yep, that's me, and I cannot wait for this episode. We are going to do an Ask Amy episode. All the questions that I keep getting, and I'm going to give you my opinion on them. You can take it or you can leave it, but I'm going to be real and raw and as truthful as I can on what I think about some of these questions. But first, a message from our sponsor, Spark Reignite Your Marriage. It's an online course that helps couples go from married roommates, perhaps, to having a marriage on fire. Get back to loving better than when you said I do. And many hundreds of couples have already gone through this course and had transformation in just three short weeks of the initial test course. Cameron says, my wife and I have tried several different marriage books and courses, but the contents of this course is the first material that has motivated me to help my marriage. Wow, Cameron, thank you so much. That is so appreciated. Then I have another one that says, this is the best marriage course ever. We have been to many couples conferences. We have been to marriage therapists and nobody has put it into a way that we can understand it like Amy has. You will not be sorry to having gone through the Spark course. It changed our marriage. And that was from Candace and Eric. Okay. Thank you so much, everyone. I've loved, 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 loved having that. If you want to get on the waiting list, it only launches a few times a year. The next launch is in April, and it'll be a limited time. Go to amywine.com and enter yourself on the waiting list. Now, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready, ready, ready? Okay, I'm a little wild today. I love Ask Amy questions. I'm feeling like Ann Landers right now. Do you know who Ann Landers is, or am I dating myself? 
Okay. Can you still be friends with the opposite sex? Well, that's my first question, people. Can you still be friends with the opposite sex? Hmm. Some people say, yeah, that friendships are platonic. Some say no, because it sets you up for infidelity. What do you think? Well, I think that if you're going to be friends with somebody of the opposite sex, your spouse better be involved. No one-off trips with them. No extra phone calls with them that are hidden. Nothing. It better be totally, completely above board. And the fact that your spouse becomes friends with them as well. Otherwise, it's a no-go. There are no secrets in marriage. So if you could be above board and your spouse doesn't care and you're doing things with them more often than just doing them alone and they're okay with it, then I see no problem. But if your spouse has a problem with it, then there is a problem whether you think there is or not. There's my answer to that one. Quick, short, down and dirty. Next question for Amy. How much time should you spend with your single friends? Hmm. Some people say that's nothing but a problem and asking for trouble. Others say it doesn't matter. Friendships shouldn't have to end once someone gets married. What's the compromise? Well, again, if you're taking care of your marriage and you and your spouse are connected and they feel like they are a priority, then there shouldn't be any problem with you spending time with your friends, single, married or not. But again, if your spouse has a problem with it, then it's a problem. Generally, I see it because people are tending to spend more time with friends than they are their spouse. So their spouse feels like less of a priority, that they're not as important. When you can write that ship, you get a lot more freedoms and a lot more allowance to go and do those things. Because I don't feel that you have to be 100% enmeshed, connected, everything about your spouse. I do think you need individual identities, which means individual hobbies, individual things. But if your spouse is not invited to an outing with your friends, that's a problem. Doesn't mean they have to go. Maybe it's just a guy's trip or a guy's thing. But if it's something that's taboo and hidden and... They wouldn't be welcome to pop in. Mm, Probably a problem. Now, on the same hand, let's not get crazy here and get stalkerish and not let have people have it. If we have a jealousy issue, jealousy is usually within the eye of the beholder. But if there's trust issues that have to be rebuilt, then you're going to have to be a lot more careful to take care of your spouse and your marriage before your friends. There is so much dynamic that goes into that question that it's really hard to answer. But I hope that in some way I got that for you. All right. Are conversations with exes still okay? Hmm. Well, if there's kids involved, yes, you have to co-parent. You're going to have conversations with your exes. Again, no secrets in marriage, right? But if you're trying to be friends with your ex and you're married, probably not cool. There's really no one size fits all answer on any of these. But overall, it just spells trouble. Capital T-R-O-U-B-L-E to me. If you're having friendly conversations with your ex, that's probably a no-go. Now, talk to them if you have a need, especially if you're co-parenting, right? But outside of that, mm, probably not okay to bring that into your marriage. Next question for Amy. 
Should you give your spouse access to all your social media accounts and passwords to your phone? Hmm. Some people think that being married doesn't mean forgoing all privacy. Others say there's no privacy between spouses. I am sure everyone has a differing opinion on this, but here's mine. People that have nothing to hide, hide nothing. Now, I don't need all the passwords and emails, addresses and email things to my husband's account. And he certainly doesn't have mine. I'm in a business where everything's confidential. I mean, he can't even have it. I would be breaking ethics and HIPAA laws. But he doesn't need them because we have trust built. Now, if we didn't, I would certainly want to check them more often. And I would probably go through a period of that when I rebuild trust. But a borderline caution on stalking behavior because it only makes you crazy. It makes you spin. It makes you feel crazy. It makes you feel out of control. But without that in there, I don't see why not. Because people that have nothing to hide, hide nothing, and you are in marriage together. And to me, that means everything. So yeah, I think you should be allowed access if you need it. But what I find is people that trust each other don't need it anyway. Doesn't come up, doesn't matter. Okay, what time do you consider as being disrespectful to come back home from like a girl or boys night out? Okay, is there a married curfew I don't know about? That, that's my first thought on that. I do agree. Nothing good happens after midnight. But there's times that things are going on, whether it's a sporting event or whatever, that they stay out longer. But I think that you have to communicate expectations up front. And this is going to be different for everyone. There's no right or wrong. Okay. But definitely communicate up front. If you tell your spouse you're going to be home by midnight, then be home by midnight. At the very least, make a phone call and let them know why you're going to be later. We worry. I mean, we can have people having a car accident on the way home just because our mind gets out of control when nothing's really going on. It's communication about what is going on that's key and where the respect in that comes in. Okay. Now, how much sex should be expected? Hmm. Some people say that having sex should be on the table at any time. Others say it's unreasonable to expect sex numerous times during a week. You have work, kids, responsibility, and just being tired. How come the frequency of sex seems to be such a big issue with people? If you're not having sex as much as you would like, talk to your partner about that. Make sure there's not a physical issue with one or both that is impeding that You go through seasons where sometimes you're going to have sex more often because you're not as tired. Life happens sometimes and then maybe you go through period where you're not having it as often. If you're withholding it as a punishment or some other negative thing going on, then that's not okay. But I don't think there's any right or wrong number as long as both parties in the marriage are comfortable with it and understand the different seasons. Have the conversation. Station. Okay, here's our last question for today of Ask Amy. If you want to submit questions to me, hello at amywine.com. And if you like this episode, we're going to have more Ask Amy. So how much about your marriage issues should be shared with family or friends? Okay, some people think it's okay to vent to parents, siblings, friends about what's going on in your marriage. Others say everything that happens in a marriage is say between the husband and wife. Well, all kinds of arguments for this are in play. Like everybody has differing opinions on this. 
you're going to notice a theme here. If your spouse is not okay with it, it's not okay. Now, make sure you're not doing it to control. Make sure you're not doing it out of jealousy. Make sure that you don't have some junk you need to deal with that's making you act in a certain way. But overall, I think the problems in the marriage should stay in the marriage. Get professional outside help. Because once you start involving family and friends, it blurs boundaries. And they can't unthink all the negative things you're spewing at them about your spouse. I'm guilty of this. I I so am. But it never did anybody any good. And they really only have an opinion and not an answer. And it's not even a good answer sometimes. So it's okay if you have that one person who you just need to talk to or whatever. But if it's ongoing and it's a problem for your spouse, then yeah, it's a problem. If you're not sharing it with your spouse, but you're sharing it with your friends, families, siblings, mm, that's a no-go. Okay? So I hope this quick episode of Ask Amy has been helpful. If you have some questions, let us know. And again, Thank you to our sponsor, Spark, Reignite Your Marriage, an online course to get you loving better than you said I do. Sign up for the waiting list at amywine.com. And friends, if you loved this podcast, can you go give me five stars rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It is so important for the growth of the podcast and for me to keep going that I can't even tell you. I didn't realize how much importance that was. So if you feel led... You can only do it in Apple Podcasts if you're on another player. Please give us five stars if you feel that and a review, a written review. I would so appreciate it. Until next time on Marriage on Fire, I'll see you later. up our episode for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show just so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you would take a few seconds and leave me an honest review. I read each and every one of them. You can find all the links and information mentioned in this podcast episode at www.amywine.com slash podcast. Don't forget to tag me on Instagram at the Amy Wine and let me know what you took away from this episode or what you would love for me to talk about in future episodes. Thanks for listening, and I will see you here again next week on Marriage on Fire. Are you feeling like your marriage is more about going through the routine than the romance? Just the day-to-day drudgery of all the things and the chaos that surround you that you have to do. You're not alone. Hi, I'm Amy Wine, your marriage and family therapist and founder of Thrive Life TV. And we get it. Impact-driven achievers like you deserve a marriage that is just as successful as your business and your career. Your marriage is about more than just staying together. It's about growing together, laughing together, and reigniting the spark that makes you partners in every sense of the word. That is where Thrive Life TV steps in. Join me for exclusive sessions. We're gonna tackle real life marriage challenges. From reigniting passion to deepening your emotional connection, we're talking real change, real results. It is time to transform your marriage into a thriving 
partnership that you both deserve. On Thrive Life TV, you're going to find practical strategies, shared experiences, and that extra push you need. Are you ready to up-level your marriage? Visit thrivelifetv.com and let's bring the joy and love and yes, the fun back in your marriage. I'll see you inside.